episode number nine of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. The world is moving in a direction today where the Most High is being removed from everything. We're going to try to sort all that foolishness out in this podcast. Let's go. Rabbi <laughs> B. Holman. Hey, Sean. Sean, it's good to have you back in the studio once again. This is Robert B. Holman Jr., uh, Rabbi Robert B. Holman. <laughs> and Sean Appleton. And this is Please. Hebrews in, in Exile. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, no, it's having... good to be back in yeah. the studio here again. We got some juicy stuff. You know, it's interesting as we converse this evening for this podcast and we look at the world at large. We being Hebrews in exile are subjected to stuff that is designed to continue to keep us away from our Creator and our God, whose name is Yahweh, or Hebrews in exile. And the one thing that has to be a part of our thinking and understanding is that the scriptures say that the creator, the absolute all-existent one, the most high, the omnipresent, the all-in-all, is the Elohim and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is not the God of the nations. The nations have a God and it's not him. That's important for Hebrews and exile to understand. I listened to one of the profound professors at Harvard University. And they always call on him to pontificate on pontificate on black history, blackness, and certain issues. And he said something the other night as I was listening to him. He referred to the God of this world as they killed his sweet Jesus. And I said to myself, hmm, you are a professor of black history and yet and still you do not understand the blackness that exists 
within the universe that connects us to a God who is solely and specifically ours. Mm. Now, you don't want to get confused with the idea that he's not the God of humanity because he is. And as we've talked about this in other podcasts, about the fact that the Most High created man, where he created man, and all of that, we've talked about this before. And we talked about the idea of the science and the uh, genetic makeup of man and how it is that all nations of people flow out of Israel. They flow out of the created man that the Most High first created we flow and that's a black man we we understand that so with that being in the with that being the case you can study black history abs well let me put it this way mm. the study of black history is absent the blackness of scripture which is it should be an intricate part which should yeah. be an intricate part mm-hmm because the two the two go the two go together the history of the black man in scripture and the history of the black man in exile or the history of the black man in scripture and the history of the black man in the world are intricately intertwined and and are intricately connected and this is my problem as a black rabbi i'm not mm-hmm. jewish i'm hebrew Please understand, I am Hebrew. Mm. It boggles my mind to listen to these people pontificate and hold on to a Eurocentric idea and not understand the nature of what's going on all around them and that they're supposed to be experts in black history. I'm going to tell you something right now. You cannot be an expert in black history and leave out the blackness of scripture. It's a plain as it gets. Just that simple. I mean, you learn about black, it sounds like black history every single week. You go, a matter of fact, you open up that, that what you call your Bible, that's black history. If you it's, open you, it up on the side that's the scriptures. Right, right. If you open up, if you open up the old, yeah, good clarification, the, the Old yeah. Testament, and you got to understand them, you got to ask yourself a question: Who coined the phrase Old Testament? Who told us it was old? Yeah. Who told it? Who told you that? Right, like what was? I'm so coming against you. Yeah. I'm coming at you again. It? Who told you that there was an Old Testament and a New Testament? Who coined that? Who told you that? What group of people told you that there was an old and a new? Was it the Hebrew people of Israel or was it the Greek people of of Japheth? Because even the Jews, the Akhenazi Jews don't talk about an Old Testament. Right. So where'd you get this from? Who told you this? Have you, have you researched, have you researched where stuff 
comes from? Do you know what stuff is all about? Let me just throw a curve in here. Just mm-hmm. I'm just throw a curve. I mean, let me get back to this. Today, black people have these various hairdos, and they have these um, braids. The women have these braids, and they go all kind of ways, and it, you call it style. You saw somebody else with it, but you don't know what the origin of it is, and you don't know what the meaning of it is. All right, right, right. You just say, oh, that's cute. I want it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't know that your forefathers, your four sisters in slavery braided their hair certain ways to send a message. Mm. That had to do with how they were going to travel, whether the the whether their hair was 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 braided in a way in which it had waves in it and zigzag, which tells you that we're 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 going by way of the river or we're going by way of something else. Mm-hmm. It sent their hair. Listen, oh man, <laughs> I'm getting excited about this. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. as Hebrew people, even in exile, are such. Are such a resilient people in the ability of our ability to to converse with each other without opening our minds, our our mouths, so that the Eurocentric slave masters wouldn't know what the heck we were doing. Mm. Ingenuity. So I get back now. Let's come. Let me come back now. Now. Now I come back. So the issue is to investigate. Where stuff comes from? Who told you all of this stuff about old and a new? You didn't know nothing about no old and new testament. Mm. You didn't come over on a slave ship out of the continent of Africa knowing anything about a Bible. You knew something about a covenant. Yeah. You knew something about a Elohim whose name was Yah. You knew that. Mm. Wow. Some deep stuff, man. And and here we are in exile. And I'm reading an article in the Los Angeles Times that talks about America's record godlessness is good news for the nation. So you're telling me that godlessness is good for the nation. Then you wonder why it is that America and nations like America are so jacked up. Fully confused. And then, and then, Sean, what kills me is that we take on the mantra of wanting to be like them. Oh, my God. God, come on, man. Listen, you're born into not knowing anything, and that's especially for us. You know, we grew up knowing how to function a certain way because this is the way it's always been, this tradition that we've always had. And it's very, very difficult to 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 break those those types of modalities when that's all you know. 
And but the, I think the root of the issue is, is again, getting back to what you were saying is individuals don't do any research for themselves about anything. And so therefore, you're just fed a line that will keep you coming back every single week, do a diversion and get you hook, line and sinker. And you don't do anything for yourself. I mean, literally, I, I like I keep going because I almost feel like my second ministry is, is at work <laughs> when I go to the job every single day. And I'm showing people things in the scriptures that they were saying, well, that is where that comes from. How come no one told me about this? And I'm sitting here saying to myself, you possess this information the whole entire time, your whole entire life. If you never cracked it open to read it for yourself, you just trusted, Sean, put faith. Sean, Sean, it wouldn't make any difference if they cracked it open and read it. It wouldn't make any difference. Listen, mm. if you don't have a Hebraic mind. You read scripture with a Greek philosophy or with a Greek ideology and with a Greek mind, which doesn't lend itself to understanding. You have to have, listen, Israel had prophets. Israel had Kohanim. Israel they didn't have bishops. They didn't have uh, all this terminology that's a associated that comes out of the Catholic Church as part of their leadership of understanding. They had Kohanim that were that come up out of the lineage of themselves. They had prophets who were called by the Most High and appointed by the Most High to speak for them. Mm-hmm. They had leaders and teachers that taught them the foundation of everyday living and everyday understanding, which the Torah is called a way of life. It's not religion. Lifestyle. It's lifestyle. This is your operation so, manual. So you go to work trying to explain something in scripture that's lifestyle that they haven't got a clue about. And even our dear sisters and brothers, Hebrews and exile, are sitting there going, eh, what, what, I never, what, what are you talking about? I never heard this before. Well, no, you never heard this before. You haven't heard it because you've been Greek. You've been hoodwinked. You've been bamboozled. You've been suckered into a, into a religion that's not even yours. And you're, you weren't even born and made to be religious. No. You were born and made to live in this world that the Most High created for you, Hebrews, in exile to live in and have peace and just have a way of life that flows with righteousness and godliness but our society is telling us that our world or our nation would be better off if it wasn't godless if it wasn't if it was godless think about that think about that yeah the total exclusion that. of let's the just, most high let's listen let me ask you a question let me ask you okay all right all right when i was growing up in school, we prayed. Okay. We had prayer in school. Mm-hmm. But somebody came along and said, we need to separate God from the school. So they took God out of the school. How'd that work for us? You're trying, establishing the fact that our, our, our education system is not tip top. 
not workforce. What happened? What happened after they took God out of schools? You started having all kind of hell break loose in the schools. And to this very day, why do you think your children are being shot up in school? There's no God in school. There's no protection there. And we Hebrews in exile need to do something that is very critical to our to our uh, sustaining life. We need to get out of the crab syndrome. We need to formulate our own schools, our own educational systems, right? Where we put God, we put the Yahweh of the children of Israel back in the place where he needs to be and allow our children to be able to go from home to school under the covering and the protection of the God to whom they belong to, the God of Israel. You're Hebrews. You come from Shem. Or maybe some of you might have come from Ham. Some of you may have came from Ham. Yeah. But come on, man. (sighs) (laughs) I Honestly, every time I listen to you speak, you know, I always give you that accolade that listen you when i when i read habakkuk when i read zephaniah when you read hosea when you read are, are, these you prophets, about the, are you talking about the prophets you're talking about individuals that are what are we doing all we're doing is trying to tell you to listen turn back Israel, that's all they did. The danger is coming. The danger is coming. Look at what's going to happen to us because it was written in scripture that if we exclude and get away from the most high, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Listen to this. I'm reading an article that was posted in the Los Angeles Times this week. And the numbers clearly speak to the conglomerate that are not just to one nation of people. Uh, people of color are also leaving organized churches and organized religion in groves. And I I don't I, I don't really blame I don't really blame them mm-hmm. because the system has become like the system and you've become tired of being pimped. Right. You've become tired of, of being money, 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 money while your pastor, while your pastor rolls in, in bling and rolls in the finest of stuff and people in your, in your various churches are suffering. They're poor. They don't have anything and nothing's being done, but you, but you're bleeding. You're bleeding the welfare, the welfare mothers, the, the grandmothers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're milking mm-hmm. them for their ties and the, the pastor's living high on the hog and the people are suffering. So I don't don't blame you for wanting to run away from that now. Right. I think I was reading in that article that uh, that what it was like 40 percent of uh, the United States talking about obviously the United States of America, that people believed in the Bible and that now there's some god awful low number because people just believe that the bible is nothing but a bunch of fairy tales and 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 oral history and poetry and i again to your point why is that 
is because honestly, people are seeking very succinct information about the Elohim that created the universe. And there's too many holes in that Bible that can't be explained. Traditions that are just done, put on, imposed upon people in the mismanagement of the people. People are just like, screw it. Why bother? The article says that the percentage of Americans who confidently believed in God's existence without a doubt has declined from 63% in okay. 1990 to 53% today. Okay. So well, it tells me that um, that Americans who never attend religious service has increased from 9% to 30%. The numbers, the decline of an in, in, in affiliate the decline in religious affiliations uh, aligns closely with many similar secularizing trends. So, so what's taking place is that people are becoming more educated. People are relying more on science. I don't have a problem with science. Hey, the creator is the creator of science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, oh, I watch your language. <laughs> I don't think. That Where you- do you think science comes from? Where do you think the ability to understand the nature of what the Most High has created? with the peanut brain of a, of a human being to the extent that you can because you're never going to get inside the depth of the mind of God to right. understand how he puts everything together. Mm-hmm. He lets you in so far. Mm-hmm. But the but you haven't gotten all the way in that you can make an, a claim that you don't need him anymore. Right, right, Come right. Come on, man. <laughs> And I get it. Mm. I, 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 I get it. I mean, I get it. Why, why it is that, uh, 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 that we are concerned about this, this thing. Uh, when we look at nations like Russia and nations, uh, that, and, and I think China, I don't forget now, China. I think it's Japan, Japan Canada. Uh, what is the Albania, Cambodia, uh, and and places like that? I think so too. You know, Mm -hmm. where all godless dictators that tried to forcibly destroy religion by persecuting uh, the faithful, you know, and actively oppressing religious institutions and making demagogic cult out of their thuggish rulers. And, you know, I I understand that. And I understand how doing that destroys a nation. But what you're trying to tell me is that godlessness in a nation is okay as long as that godlessness isn't suppressed by the, by the thugs or by the people who want to just destroy it and allow people to have the freedom to have a faith and to go about doing what they want to do. But the problem that I'm looking at here, and I'm concerned about Hebrews and exile. I really am. I'm, you know, Sean, I've told you this before. Okay. All right. You know, people may think that scripture and the Bible is archaic and out of touch. 
That's because yeah. somebody told you that. Yeah. Not so. And not so. And and you you think and if you think that the scripture and the and 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 the things of God are out of touch, then you've disconnected from your creator who created you. And if you don't think that you were created by God or you were created by the sun or some mystical thing out there, whatever the case may be, Hebrews and exile, come on, you're much smarter than that. You really are. Mm. To be duped. Yes. Into believing that. And in 2021, in 2021, look, back over your history and look at how resilient you have been and look at all the things you have been through and yet you're alive and breathing. Who the hell you think helped you get to this point in life? You didn't get here on your own. Yeah. Yeah. It is simply the power and the uniqueness of a God who created you, put you in this exile temporarily. So that in this exile and under all the oppression that he could apply on you just to get you to turn back to him is necessary. And yet and still you and I and people of color who are Hebraic, who are, who are the father's people want to act like and be like Europeans who are trying to destroy you. Mm. Oh man. Yeah. <sighs> I was reading something the other day. I'll share this with you that, uh, we have to, kind of get rid of this idea of how we kind of look at ourselves. You know, I think it's the perception that the smallest group in the world is the biggest. For instance, we all know there you either fall into one of three categories. You either fall into you that come from Shem, Yafet, or Ham. We know that Yafet folks are the Europeans and are left fair-skinned and they have less melanin. Okay, that means that the other two sons, Hammond and Shem, actually represent two thirds of the world, which makes us the majority. But you're going after a group that wants to appear as big as you and you're following after what they tell you. So it's when you read the scripture of what Yafet has to do, he is going to be a servant and because you are not taught that, because you are taught color instead of three groups of people that fall, you fall under, you lose this connection with who you are, what kind of, what kind of, uh, 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 just gravitas the whole entire uh, 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 methodical plan of the Most High is, which again, even if you look, I'm going to talk about, I know that we're talking about Hebrews and exile all over the world, but I'm going to talk about specifically the ones, because it just gives me solace when I think about this for those individuals that are in the United States. Do you realize that out of slavery, all of the slaves that came over to the Americas, only, I believe the statistic is only 4% made it alive yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you realize you're a part of a select group of individuals that the Most High has handpicked to survive because you're a part of this low percentage that even made it? Your ancestors 
We should be applauding our ancestral forefathers for the agony that they went through, recognizing that they are part of a generation and we are also a part of a generation who abdicated our God for a God that is associated with the Greeks. Mm-hmm. And we abdicated our God who gave us everything to worship other gods. And like I've said in another another podcast, okay, he tells us in Exodus, I am your Elohim who brought you out of the land of Mitraim. <clears throat> you shall not have any other Elohim beside me. None. Zero. Let's put this in. In, 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 in lay language. I am your husband and you are my wife. I chose you. I selected you from all the peoples and made you mine. It's the same way that a man goes about looking for his wife. I selected you out of all the women that I've known in my lifetime, and I chose you to be my wife. Mm -hmm. How dare you go bring another man in my presence when I chose you? How dare you? You know how in line with... And and you wonder how come I'm upset and in a rage about it? Mm -hmm. This is the most high. Right. Hebrews in exile, you are the Most High's wife. And his wife went whoring after other gods. And he said, guess what? I love you so much that I am going to exile you out of my house, out of my land to the four corners of the world, and I am going to cause hell to fall upon you just to get you to do one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Turn back to me. Now, you know what prophet you just did the whole entire book of? Mm. Hosea. Yeah. That's the whole, almost the whole entire book of Hosea, what you just got to say. But I want to, I want to go back to what you said, because something hit me while you were talking. And it's that, again, that idea of under the premise of no other gods. We just came out of a pagan holiday this past weekend where you were remembering and giving homage to a person that was beaten apparently for you. But you give that more credence than your ancestors who were beaten and died for you so you could be here now. Yeah. Experiencing whatever, (laughs) whatever goodness that you're experiencing. And we've got Eurocentrics coming along telling you and most, and some of you are going to gravitate to this. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. When you're going you're gonna to gravitate to this godless idea because you're tied into the internet. You're, you're, you're provided with windows to alternative worldviews and different cultures that can, uh, corrode religious conviction and, and allows budding skeptics and, uh, nascent 
free thinkers to find support and encourage one another. And mm-hmm. you and you want to be like that. The Most High didn't make you to be like that. Right. And it's not that he wants you to not be a free thinker and that he doesn't want you to be able to, to live. Listen, 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 listen. This is the unique aspect of being Hebraic within scriptures. And that is the fact that the scriptures allow for a plethora of freedom. Mm. The only thing that creates sin within the mind of the Most High is to be outside the parameters of what he defines as what's right and wrong. And he defines that within the principles of giving us some guidelines, some rules. They're called commandments. There's 613 of them. 245 positive. 365 negative. 365, 245, all comprised to the number 613, which is the composition that makes up man. Man is made of the composition of 245 bone parts, 365 sinews and other components that cause man to function. Is that a... Watch your mouth, Rabbi. (laughs) It was coming. Is that a coincidence? No, Mm. it's not a coincidence. You and I, Hebrews, we are connected to the Most High by his word, and he gives us the freedom to have fun and enjoy life. He just asks us to live within the framework of righteousness, from which that the Eurocentrics are trying to tell you that it's better for the nation not to be righteous and not to be godless, because it it destroys it. Oh, come on. Really? Really? I, I mean, I mean, I mean, this article's crazy. I mean, I, I saw this. I saw this. And I was, I was, I said, wow. In the United States, there's factors. Uh, these factors are further compounded by strong backlashes against the religious right, the Evangelical Re- Republic Alliance. Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes! And you should be. Because the Evangelical Republican Alliance ain't got nothing at all to do with your Elohim. There you That's go. That's their God. That's right. And you were trying to follow after their God? Come on, y'all. Mm. Come on. It's too late in the day for that. Too late in the day. Too late too in the day for that. Day. Somebody needs to say, hey, stop. Let's turn and let's discover who who's our God. Because you have one. Mm -hmm. And his eyes are up on you. Mm -hmm. And he told us that in this exile, I will not utterly destroy you. And that's because he's made a promise to Father Abraham. He's made a promise to the prophets. He's made a promise to all the righteous men that he spoke to, that in the end of days, the places that I've exiled you to, I'm going to redeem you and bring. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Talk about redeem. Oh, I've been redeemed. Watch your mouth, Rabbi. But you're here. Go on ahead. You don't, you don't yet know what redemption is all about. Mm. I've been redeemed. By the, <laughs> by the what? By, I, 
you been redeemed? By the blood of the lamb? <laughs> yeah. That what, has, what does that that's mean? Got, that's got nothing to do with your redemption. Scriptorally, that has nothing to do with your redemption. Mm-hmm. The blood of the lamb was placed up on the door post of Israel in Mitzrayim so that the death angel, when he came in to kill the firstborn of Egypt, saw the blood on the Hebrew people's door, would pass by their doors and not kill the firstborn in their house. That's what the blood of the lamb is all about. It ain't about nothing else. And Jesus Christ can't be the lamb of God because in scripture, it was not a lamb who who, who, who was a sacrifice. Sacrifice for sin of Israel. It was a she goat. Read the scriptures. Yeah, and that's that incantation and spell that's been put on on a lot of people because they. I'm sorry. We're supposed to have a conversation. I'm getting getting all. I'm getting all worked up. I'm getting all worked up, and I'm getting worked up because because my people are being destroyed for the want of knowledge. And they're not. We're listening to the wrong voices. voices. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the end of days, it's going to cost you your life. Today, the writing goes on to say, uh, most people don't even any longer believe in life after death. And they don't believe that, uh, that. It's you know they they just they've lost they've lost the whole concept, and and again what you said earlier rightly so with all of the mishandling of this information that you suppose and that's the other thing you've gone to a seminary that's supposed to have taught you all the history all this stuff and you still preach a doctrine when you come out but the point is is hey look you know. You These call folks, it, yeah. You call it a se- seminary. I call it the cem- cemetery. <laughs> the cemetery, because it's a place where you go to die. <laughs> right. Why do I call it the place where you go to die? Because, because, because yeah. the lack of truth is death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, righteousness, righteousness exalts a nation. Yeah, yeah. Again, what, and, mis- and, and, mismanagement, and, 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 mismanagement and, and, of that word. And what is what is righteousness? Righteousness just has to do with having a guideline to be able to have a moral conscious. Mm. How do you That's think we are going to live in a godless nation without a moral compass to guide us within the framework of that which is right? Hey. And that should be something that people should understand because you live in it. You live. There's no country on the face of the world that doesn't have a set of rules and laws that you abide by. That's the funniest thing, because when I again for your friends over across the street, the the whole entire issue for them is I just want to get there. I want to get to heaven. I want to walk around heaven all day. That sounds like a bum to me. A person that's just walking around, just doing nothing all day long. You, You mean that there's no rules when you get up there? I, you're going to have a rude awakening when, first of all, you ain't getting let in because that's not where you're supposed to be. But then can someone explain to these people what actually happens? It's just we just got there. When in the history of you planning a trip, do you ever go anywhere and say, I'm just going to go there and not have any other plans for anything else? I guess I, I, I guess I must be 
correct it because it is going to walk around all day long. I guess that's the plan. <laughs> I wanted to discuss this subject because mm. it bothers me to the extent that the number of young people even leaving black churches and I realize I'm going you know while there are a number of black churches out there that don't understand scripture there are some good pastors out there for the lack of understanding are doing the best job that they can in teaching their people holiness as I spoke in one of our podcasts before I came up under a man my father who was a very righteous man he taught me what holiness was to the best of his ability under the conceptual ideas that were taught to him by whomever so I wasn't hurt by it but I want you all to know something okay it's our task to help our people as Daniel prayed what about my people father I'm concerned about you and I'm concerned that you don't get caught, that you we don't continue to get caught up in this quagmire of Eurocentric ideological religious stuff that's designed to continue to destroy us. We are Hebrews in exile and we're blessed to be here. The Most High has been gracious and kind to us. And I end today by saying the words of Maya Angelou. And yet we stand. Hebrews in Exile. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom.